Hey, this is Stories from the C-Suite. Each month, we bring you the different stories of how amazing people made it to the top of their field, how their backgrounds helped them achieve what they're doing currently, and what the future will hold for them. I'm Tom Coates, and I will be your guide. Our guest this week is Evan Carmichael. A buddy of mine introduced us a while back, and he's just an amazing guy. He's a YouTuber been around for a decade, has over 2 million subscribers on his channel. He uh, actually sold his first business at the age of 19 in biotech. He travels the world. He's a public speaker. He's an author of several books. Uh, Really interesting, nice fellow. And he's just finished up a book called Born to Serve. I enjoyed my conversation with him, and I hope you do as well. But first... Let me introduce you to our sponsor for this week. It is Insight Insurance Services. If your company has between 10 and 100 employees, it's very likely you're having to fight that insurance monster. If that's the case, then you should meet our friend Dave Tobin. He has a plan to help you with that and possibly get money back at the end of the year. For more information, go to his website at look2insight.com. That's look number two insight.com when i discovered you was several years ago with your interviews okay and i I love the way that you approach that the humble fashion that you do and i know that you're an introvert Mm -hmm. so what i love to to chat with because a vast majority of the people that i deal with are introverts okay so let's talk about how an introvert can enter in business and be just a leader, even though human beings, the carbon units are exhausting. Yeah. Um, last, at the end of last year, I was in Arizona and I was doing this giant event with Brendan Burchard and Dean Graziosi and they had a couple thousand people and I had this panic attack backstage. It was about to be brought out and I don't crave the spotlight. I, I get massive anxiety thinking about doing a speech, even doing interviews, because my greatest fear is disappointing people. My greatest fear is I'm going to go on stage, I have an hour to talk, and I'm going to let Brendan Burchard down and Dean down and all these people down. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't speak with a, a slide, you know, behind, it's just me talking. Yeah, it comes from here. From the yeah, heart. it comes from here. And, and 10 minutes before going on stage, I blanked out. Like, I I don't know how I'm going to start this thing. How I forgot how I was going to start my speech and like, and there's no slides to save me. And it's just going to be me. Dean hands it over to me and there I am. And then I don't know what I'm doing. And this is, and because now I'm worried about it, it makes it even worse. And I have this panic attack backstage 10 minutes before going on. And, and I asked like, why am I doing Why do I do Why do I do this to myself? Why go through the stress and the, the pain and the anxiety and do it again and again? And why? And I looked out to the crowd and I realized it's, it's because my purpose demands it. Yeah. It's not about me. So the message to myself was like, stop being selfish. It's not even about you. You have a message to share that can help these people. They're here for a reason. And I have something that I can share that, that Dean can't and Brendan can't and nobody else who's going to come on the stage, they can't do it. And so my purpose demands me to do it. And so I encourage your listeners, anybody going through being an introvert, um, you, do, you can be an introvert and still chase down a big mission. It means you're going to be afraid. 
I'm constantly afraid. I've made 6,000 videos for my YouTube channel. I'm still afraid to get in front of the camera because I want it to be the best I've ever done. But being afraid is not a good enough reason. And that's what I tell myself. That's perfect. And which brings us actually to your book, Built to Serve. Mm. So you facing that, that fear and understanding that it's not about you. It's about serving others. Yeah. So what, and I, I can only assume that that's what compelled you to write the book. And, and in all of what I'm doing, um, I think, so it's, it's been proven that humans are built to serve. So serving others hits the same part of your brain as having food and having sex, which are also both pretty important things. Uh, so it's biologically in us. Like we, we want it. And, and we know, we instinctively, we know when we do an act of kindness for somebody, we feel good about it. Yeah. We, we, we like it. So it's, it's built into us. So if you're not happy, if anybody listening, watching right now, if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. Either serving the world, you, you and I have a big mission. A bi we want to have a big impact. We want to touch many lives. Some people aren't built to serve the world, but they're still built to serve. And that's maybe the 25 closest people to them. Yeah. Just super family oriented. Just keep it small. No giant mission. But if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving. Already, that puts a microscope on your life to think, if I'm not happy, who am I not? Who do I love to serve? How can I serve more and, and bring then more joy into your life by helping other people? There's a difference in how you serve in that your purpose comes from your pain. And this is something I talk about in the book. But whatever you struggled with the most as a human, where you felt the most worthless, the most rejected, the most just low as a human emotionally, not physical pain like you broke your arm, but emotional pain. Your purpose for the rest of your life is to help other people who currently are in that situation. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people who currently are what you used to be. And many of those people don't see hope. They don't see a way out. They don't think it's possible. That's you. You made it out. You may not be where you want to be. You're, we're still climbing and growing forever, but you're way better than you were back then, whether that's five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And yes, it's great to help somebody across the street or hold the door or buy the coffee for them behind you in line. These little acts of kindness, they feel the heart, but they're these fleeting moments where if you knew that the work you did every day was helping people who currently are facing what you used to face, it just fills you up to a whole other level. And, and I think everybody's capable of that. And I'm trying to unlock that for as many people as possible because to your point of, of people being afraid and being introverted, you are built to serve. You want to help others, but you're afraid to help others because they might reject you. They might, you might fail. You might look like an idiot. You might not get the result you're looking for. And so you, but you know, you want to do it. And so you've got your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time, just spinning your tires, not going anywhere. And I want to try to release the brake a little bit to allow people to go off, find a purpose and start to live it. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And something that's, that's been on my heart a lot lately is the idea of reverse mentoring. Are you familiar with that term? I could guess, but no, I'm not, I haven't heard of it. Oh, so yeah, it's pretty simple. Let me know. It's, you know, I'm a boomer. I'm a mm -hmm. young boomer, but I'm in, I'm 59. I'll be 60 later on this year. And the experiences that I have that you just talked about, I've been there. So I have this, what I call tribal knowledge. Mm. 
but then you have these young people that are amazing and they are so inspiring and they, they are just doing great things, but they don't have the tribal knowledge that I have. But what they have is technology and processes that can help me be more relevant longer. Mm -hmm. And I would love to find a way to make that happen to help people understand that, you know, just because you're in your late fifties, early sixties, or even seventies, you still have a lot to give. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. That's when you're the most valuable. So what I agree to those young people that, that don't want to be told what to do by a boomer, but would love to help a boomer understand things and be more relevant longer. So, whether you're a young person or you're a boomer, I don't think anybody likes being told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a that. general rule. <laughs> yeah, true that. So, but at the same time, everybody loves being mentored and guided and helped to get to where they want to go. And so I think it's just reframing the approach. And what I would do is if somebody connects with your message, I think it starts with you trying to get something out. Uh, so you've got your show. You've got this episode right here. I mean, you're already doing it. Yeah. You, you brought me on. I'm not, I, I turned 40 this year, so I'm not super young. I'm not a boomer. I'm in the middle somewhere. Uh, but, you know, if you need help with YouTube, great. I've got 300 million views on YouTube, right? I know a couple of things about doing that. Uh, and so it starts with whoever, if you're the boomer and you know you have a message that you know you want to reach people, it's starting to go off and ask for help and say, here's what I want to do. I would love to share my knowledge. I think it, as I've worked with a lot of thought leaders, experts, like top of their field who um, are, are getting older and starting to lose their, their faculties, I'm working with them to help preserve their legacy. I'm working with them to keep their message alive. It's become part of my message um, and my mission. I don't know if you know, do you know Jay Abraham? No. Jay Abraham is a, he's Tony Robbins marketing mentor. He's Damon John's marketing mentor. Like he's a legend. And I sat down with him in in LA in his office and he's like, I think I have 10 more years of solid, sharp. And this this is a sharp guy, but I think I got 10 more years of, of solid, sharp, you know, wisdom in me. And I've recorded all these videos over my lengthy career that I want, I want to see out there. You know, he's got all the knowledge. And I remember when I was young, when I was first getting started in business, and he was one of the guys who I would read his content, his books, his, his content on his website before YouTube even existed. And so I said, hey, I would love to help you. Um, I, wanna, I want you to blow up on YouTube. I want people to know your name. I don't want that knowledge that you have inside you to then kind of evaporate. And not that people would forget that you existed, but like there's so many layers like right now, it's great that this is being recorded and both of our great grandkids can watch us, <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. They might be saying, what is this low quality, you know, because they're not, by then they're going to be used to like holograms in your living room, <laughs> right? But, but they get to see great grandpa Evan, you know, that yeah. otherwise they wouldn't see. And so it's starting to spread your message. It's starting to reach out and ask for help and saying, hey, I recognize that I... I don't know how to do YouTube. I don't know how to do Instagram. I'm looking for people to help me. Yeah. Right? And 
if you, if you approach it and anybody listening, watching, if they approach it with that way of like, I'm, I don't want to tell you what to do. I'm looking for, I'm looking for a mentor. I'm looking for an 18 year old mentor who can teach me about <laughs> Instagram. And I would love to be a life mentor in kind back to you, not right. just telling you what to do, but helping you through a lot of life's obstacles. Cause I've been through that and I want you to win. Yeah. And that's a whole concept. And I, I think we need to do more and more of that. And so I love that. So tell me about all your travels. You have been all over the place in the last few months. I'm sure you're quite sheltering in place right now, but uh, you, you're quite the world traveler. Right. So what do you want to know where I've been or my thoughts or what? Yeah. It's primarily you're, you're going out there talk, telling people about your previous book and your other books and uh, mentoring people left and right. So how do you find those opportunities, but also yeah, how do you find time for you to have those critical thinking times as well? Got it. Um, that's a great question. So one, being an introvert, I don't lean in on sales. So I'm not calling anybody. Not out of an egotistical, like I'm too good to call on anybody. Um, more that I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. And I'm not going to win doing things that I'm not good at and don't enjoy. Yeah. So I'm better at marketing. So what I'll do is I'll create content, right? 6,000 YouTube videos <laughs> over 11 years, right? In April, it's going to be 11 years on YouTube for me. And so I create all this momentum that then people come and find me. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I'll do podcasts and I'll do speaking gigs. People say, Hey, Evan, can you come and speak at our event? Hey, Evan, do you want to do a book deal? Like my first book, both book deals came because of the YouTube audience that I built. And it could be YouTube. It could be Instagram. It could be a podcast. Understanding, do you excel better at sales or marketing? Some people can get speaking gigs just by calling up companies and just call 200 companies and you'll get three deals. Great. Now you're speaking. Um, I, I, win through the marketing. So people find me and even, you know, you've said before we did this interview, there was a couple of years of you looking at my content, and what I was yeah. doing. Um, and so a lot of people do that. And then when they have a speaking gig say, huh, what about that Evan guy? You know, I've seen some of his videos. Maybe he's a good fit. Right. Um, so I win through that side. That might be the greatest strategy for some people, for the introverts out there. Awesome. For the extroverts, that might sound like the worst thing ever. Just pick up the phone and start dialing and, and you'll get some deals as well. Um, one of the things I found though, from going across different countries and, and last year we did in a 90 day stretch, we did 23 cities in 90 days across oh, the U S yeah, it was, that was fun. Super, yeah. super fun. Um, everybody's facing the same thing. Like it's, I wrote built to serve while I was on my tour going from Cleveland to San Diego and back. Everybody's got the same questions. Everybody, everybody wants to serve. Everybody wants to find their purpose. Everybody wants to do good and help others. Nobody knows how to do it. Uh, people are afraid of it not working. They're afraid of judgment. They don't know how to turn into a business and, and make money from it. People feel it's wrong to make money from it. Um, and it's like the same questions in every city I went to. And so I decided, you know what? This is such an important issue for people. I went on tour for something else. I wasn't even promoting the book when I was on tour. And these are the same questions that came up over and over again. I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn this into a book because I think it's badly needed. Yeah. So it pretty well compelled itself. You just answer the questions. Yeah. It, it, I didn't have time to write a book. 
<laughs> to be honest. I mean, I'm on tour. Right. I've got 24 people on my team at the time. Um, I'm behind on everything because on speaking day, I'm not doing anything else. We're also, we're traveling to actually see the city. So I'm not doing work. Like my regular productivity just got shot. So I don't have time to write a book. And yet I felt compelled to write a book. Like yeah. this has to happen. Um, and I think that's good. Like, I think, I think when you get those bold decisions, when you are, when you, maybe people listen to this episode right now, maybe there's an idea in the back of your head that you've thought about for a while that you really want to do. I think that's actually the best version of you. Yeah. I think that's the thing you need to go off and do. Somebody might be saying, Hey, I need, I want to start my own show. I want to start my own podcast. That's the best. You need to do that. But then your head gets in the way and says, well, I'm a boomer. I don't know how to use technology. I don't know how to record. I don't know. Right. And, and, and those are all very real things. You'll find a smart reason why you shouldn't do it. But really deep down, you know that you want to go off and do it. Everything is figure outable. And so I could have said, I'm on tour. I can't write a book. I, I, all these reasons, but really like I want to write a book. Yeah. So I'm going to go write a book. And then I broke my neck two months in, in two spots uh, and compressed my spine. I had a concussion, but then still finished my tour and then still wrote my book. Right? right. And that's not to be like, I'm superhuman and anything like that. It's more when you figure out that thing that you want to do, you have to go chase it down because it's going to create the life that you want, the impact that you want, and knowing that the work that you do matters and will live beyond you. I love that. Also, look, I, I love your website. Okay. And, and let me explain why. <laughs> okay. But most of the time you, you look at somebody's website and it's all about, look how amazing and wonderful I am. It's, there's, there's no B side to anything. Okay. Your website is probably one of the most truthful websites ever. It's just, this is me. And it's, it's really refreshing. I, I, I encourage people to go to it and just look at your, your life history, your stories, see what you're about. And when you do that, then you're going to peer a little bit into your heart. And I like a website that shows your heart. I got, I got, I got chills happening as you're talking. That means a lot. Thank you, man. Um, my pleasure. That took a long time. I mean, I, I had my first website. I, I, I don't know, maybe 20 years. I don't know. If, I don't know how long we've had websites for, but um, it's, it's been a long time. And, and for a good chunk of that time, it was never me. Because uh, for people who don't know my channel or what I do, I guess, I, I like to mix my heroes, the people who've done amazing things and compress their thoughts, their best advice down into these 10 to 20 minute videos yes. that we release to hopefully you can learn and inspire from. So even though I'd sold my first business and had success and venture capital and all this stuff, um, I was saying, well, who am I compared to Oprah and Howard Hughes and, you know, Steve Jobs and all of these legends. And so for the longest time on my website, I wasn't even there. Like there was no Evan Carmichael, even though the website is evancarmichael.com, you couldn't find anything on me. It was only right. about the stories that I wanted to share. And for years, um, I, I just really resisted telling my story because I said, it's not about me. It's about the people that I'm, that I'm trying to showcase. And I would get, get in the fights with my agent a lot on it too. And it finally, maybe it was just him being super persistent or something just woke up inside me. 
made me realize that me telling my story isn't a selfish act. It's actually selfless. Yes. Because you've been through something. And if you show what you've been through and then have come out on the other side, that shows that other people can do it too. And so understanding the motivation behind the channel, understanding that I came from making $300 a month and, and feeling like a total loser in my first business, you may not be able to relate to Steve Jobs and what he became, but mm -hmm. learning what I went through is not about me and my ego. It's about, hey, you could do this too. And so when I, when I flipped it, I still, I still default to like, this is too egotistical. This is too like, I shouldn't be doing this. But then I, I always have to like mental exercise. No, this is, this is for them. This is service, right? This is going to help people. My story can help people. Yeah. And I think that's what especially introverts have a hard time understanding is that your story can save somebody because if somebody's going through depression or, or, you know, alcohol abuse or domestic violence or like whatever you struggled with, they won't learn from me because I didn't go through any of those things, but they can learn from you. And it's actually courageous to share your story and get it out there. Because if that touches one person and they see your story and it gives them the hope, the light to say, huh, maybe I can do it too. And just that little moment, that little thin wedge in to say, maybe I can do it too, gives them momentum that they never had in their life before, all because you had the courage to step up and share your story. Exactly. At my networking events, I divide everybody into small groups of, of five per table. Each individual at the table will have six minutes to share their why story. And I'm convicted in the belief that if you share with me who you are and let me see you a little bit into your heart, I will refer to you and I will do business with you. It's true. Yeah, don't give me your elevator pitch. That's not going to work. It's true. Yeah. Don't give me your LinkedIn professional picture, right? Like, let me see you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, sir, we're wrapping up. We got just a minute and a half on our schedule. Okay. What do people need to remember about you and do to help you with your hashtag believe? Um, I personally, I'm not attached to them remembering me. I, I hope in, you remember this episode. I hope you remember what this discussion meant to you if it lit up your heart if you're still listening this far in um that there's something buried in you that you know needs to come out that you know you're built to serve that you know you want to go help people and that whatever reason whatever obstacle that you're putting in your way that prevents that from happening is not a good enough reason anymore that you have to step up that you have to step into the light that yes you're gonna fail and and make mistakes and not, not get what you want. Like go back and listen to episode one of this show. It's nowhere near as good as this one, <laughs> right? Like everybody sucks at the start. You're supposed to suck at the start. That's okay. It's no, it's called learning. Yeah. Right. And people expect to be perfect the first time out. And because they're not, they quit. And so know that your message to other people is not only start when you're perfect. Your message to your kids your grandkids, your friends is not only do something when you know it's going to be perfect. That would never be your message. And so you need to hear that message yourself, listeners, right? You would, you would not tell yourself that, you should not tell yourself that message anymore. You've got a deep purpose in you. It's time for it to come out. Perfect. Well, absolutely. We really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, thank you, my friend. Appreciate the time, man, and the love and the great questions.
All right. Bye-bye now. Cheers. Our networking tip this week is sponsored by our friends at Works. They provide payroll, HCM, and HR solutions for companies that value people and getting one step better every day. That's Works, W-H-I-R-K-S. Visit them at their website, works.com. Our networking tip this week is more of a business challenge. There's this concept out there called reverse mentoring. Now, my challenge is for you to explore it and see if it's going to work for your company. And if you're an individual, see if it can work for you. It has numerous byproducts that are amazing and beneficial to the company and your career. There's two things that it can achieve that's well worth your investment in time. The first one is an increase in the retention of your millennial workforce. The second one is securing that tribal knowledge of your more tenured employee. Both things are amazing and would be very beneficial to you and your company. So my challenge is explore that and see if you can implement that program. Before you go, there's two favors that we have. First, subscribe to our podcast. That'll help us get the word out and help us to share the amazing stories of our guests. Second is visit our website at csweetbiz.com. That's C-S-U-I-T-E-B-I-Z.com so that you can keep in touch and know what's going on in the market. Thanks and have a wonderful day.